Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. The story you are about to see is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. Good evening, and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. It's Thursday, February 10th, 8.55 p.m. None of the names have been in this show have been changed. We are not protecting anybody. I am Evan Goldstein, and with me as always is the juvenile experiment, Chris Randazzo. Get those sugar cubes down to the crime lab. The dirty disbeliever, Karen Randazzo. My hair is green and I'm a tree now. And the best partner a guy could have, Angie Fernot. I carry a badge. We here on this week's I can't do it anymore. We here on this week's episode talk television. Uh, this week is a listener episode. Ferg from what's the name of his podcast? Wow, the episode Atari Twenty Six Hundred Game by Game Podcast. You uh, okay? Uh, hopefully your audio picked that up because your your internet glitched there for a second and I couldn't. But I know it's Game by Game Podcast. It's the Atari. It's 2600- the Atari Twenty Six Hundred Game by Game Podcast. There it is. <laughs> he wrote in and he made a suggestion for us to watch something, so we begrudgingly have done it. Uh, we will be talking in the second half of our show about Dragnet, uh, the nineteen sixty seven version, season one, episode one, the LSD story. But before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Just write in the subject line this week's episode and just say hello. Tell us what we should be watching. Like, make a suggestion. We will watch it. Today's proof of that. This is literal proof of that true. Uh, so let's let's talk about what we've been watching because I know I got some things to say. I know Chris has some things to say because we started saying them last night. It was it, I was Dan was surprisingly quiet, which was which is shocking. But because he hasn't seen it yet, <laughs> that's true. Um, so I let, let's just hey guys, how are you? What you've been watching? <laughs> well, um, I, if you don't mind me jumping in uh, to kick things off, I uh, we finished season one of Picard. Ooh, uh, Star Trek tell. Picard, and I was. I was just so very happy with it. I thought that show was really freaking good. Awesome. Yeah, it was. Um, it's, okay, so that do we start finishing pushing through two? that? Like, uh, was that? Didn't that just finish? Like, isn't it into second season already? Like that came out a while ago. Uh, they just re- they just released the trailer for the second season. Oh, okay, uh, like okay. a week or two ago. Okay, and we we talked about it on the show. Did that we talk we about back. since Karen and I started uh, watching it? Okay, I don't think so. That's a oh, okay. tall order remember. asking us to remember things. <laughs> I couldn't remember where the last place we were. So we had been watching, uh, you know, some stuff and something wrapped up. What did we finish? We goodness, it was Wheel of Time, I think, mm. was we, we finished. Yep. And then I had said that I really, after watching the trailer for Picard Season 2, I said I really wanted to watch the second season of the show, and I really wanted to finish watching the first one, but... I was having a hard time finding the time to do that on my own. Like when I'm regularly working, I just don't have an hour 
each day to dedicate to watching a show. Right. Well, Chris, like, there's a solution. To- Stop working. <laughs> <laughs> But then I won't be able to afford TV. <laughs> it's um, a vicious, vicious cycle. Indeed. Uh, so uh, I asked her if she would be okay with watching Picard with me, and if she hated it, then we could we could duck out. Uh, I, I would take no offense, but if she wouldn't mind giving it a proper go, uh, and we did, and she didn't hate it, so we kept watching it, <laughs> and. Uh, I, I was I, I was just really really into it. I thought it was very interesting. Uh, I love Star Trek, and I have such a connection to Star Trek, and I haven't messed with it in such a long time because um, it's just, it's it's never been one of those things that the two of us watch together. Mm-hmm. So, but like when I was a kid, my dad was a Star Trek fan, and I used to like you know cuddle up next to him in our family recliner and watch you know new episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation. We watched. I would assume that entire show, uh, and we watched all of Deep Space Nine together as well. Um, and I, I, I just have such fond memories of that. And I always loved that, just the idea of Trek and the characters and how weird they were. And I loved the the the, the uniforms, the way they all matched, the the color coding and everything <laughs> like that. Uh, it's, it all just just made me uh, made me very very happy. So. Um, I, I not, not having anything regular Star Trek in my life for a long time was was not like a general like oh man this is a huge bummer to me on a daily basis but it's like I kind of I kind of miss it and especially with this kind of like Star Trek Renaissance that's going on right now like yeah Discovery happened and then they they were just they're putting a lot of effort into Star Trek stuff right now uh, for the last couple of years and I've been wanting to watch uh, what's it um Discovery since it came out and just like never it just never came up so um but i had a, such a huge nostalgic connection to next gen right and so when picard came out i was just really fascinated by the idea of it and you know we watched i think the first one for the show and i was like well this is this is really interesting i'm i'm into this and then uh you know i tried watching like i got through over the course of several months, I got through maybe episode three, I think, was as far as I got, three or four, was as far as I was able to get, like, trying to watch it on my own, and they were like, there was like more than a month in between each episode viewing, so I was really not, it wasn't, you know, fitting continuity-wise in my head, like, (laughs) that's a long time to wait. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, you know, I remember... You wait month to month to read comics, but when you're going more than a month between issues of of something or between episodes of something, it's like it's kind of hard to feel that episode by episode connection, at least for me. Right. No, uh, so every once in a while we'll catch ourselves going, "What what happened at the end of that last episode?" Like, and it's not been a month, <laughs> like it's been a week. <laughs> <laughs> so getting a chance to to watch the show it just made me extraordinarily happy, and I thought it was really good, and uh, you know I had kind of a had a pretty interesting ending. Um, I, I think it was pretty creative. It was really nice to see uh, some of the returning characters. Uh, it was pretty cool to see uh, Will Riker and Deanna Troy grew up, got married, and had some kids, and Aww. moved to a Shut planet, planet in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Aww. Uh, yeah, it was pretty sweet. And it's like you know Picard's relationship with them and all the new characters they introduced. I think were very interesting. Um, you know, Allison Pill is in it. You know, I first saw in Scott Pilgrim, and uh, then also very much enjoyed in uh, Newsroom. 
So, you know, I, I haven't seen her do anything aside those two things, but I really en- enjoyed her. Uh, she was kind of the only one I recognized, though. They had, like, you know, besides other Star Trek alums. Right. But uh, Oh, and, and Jerry Ryan's character showed up, but I never really watched Voyager, so that was kind of... That was kind of new to me. Like, I didn't really know much about the character of Seven of Nine other than that she was somehow related to the Borg. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, it, was a, it, was a really, it was a really good story. It was a really good show. I'm so happy that it exists. Right. And I'm very excited to see season two. Yeah, I remember us talking about it a while ago that it was, like, the first episode, like, it became very engaging and then it seemed to like slow a little bit and i if i recall correctly like that's when you started falling but you always said i'm going to finish this show i'm going to watch this show and i'm really i'm glad that you enjoyed it like it turned out nice oh yeah once i once i you know got barreling through it you know an episode a night or something i i was i was really really enthralled by it i thought it was very fascinating and it made me happy Yay. That's good. I, I like also it. enjoyed it, and I am not a Star Trek person. I uh, like as mo- the o- the most Star Trek thing that I am is like my parents my showed Who me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> closest I get to Star Trek is Doctor Who. Not quite. Um, <laughs> no, my parents showed me the uh, some of the original series movies when I was a kid, and I liked those. But I never just just never got into. Star Trek actually so coming into it from like having no familiarity with TNG it was um it you know it was just completely fine for me to be able to follow and uh and I agree with all of the things the great things that Chris said about it um except that every time I see Allison Pill in anything I'm like I have a hard time from my brain thinking anything other than we're here to sell out and make money and stuff <laughs> 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 That's the best um, line in the movie. So yeah, well, we I, did like those uh, the Star Trek movies, the J.J. Abrams ones. I oh really yeah, went to go see those I just together. I guess that I don't count those as much because they're not in the same continuity as the TV shows and original series movies. They're very they are a very different feeling. Very very. I think yeah. I I think I saw Gener- is, is there a movie called Star Trek Generations and it has Kirk and Picard? Yes. yes. Okay. I also like there was an element of silliness to this show that like kind of surprised me. They had like you know, there's an episode where they had to like all dress up as gangsters and play parts <laughs> and I think that's something that happened on the show from time to time. So that was yep. that was pretty cute. And then there was there's this there's holograms all over the ship that are all like they're all the captain. And it's just the captain doing the actor who plays the captain doing different characters, and they all have like different personalities and different accents. <laughs> so, very silly. That was very silly and ridiculous, but enjoyable. Because um, the captain himself is like, you know, a gruff, badass kind of guy, and then like <laughs> there's, you know, the Irish guy. And I don't know. It was just it was funny. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, the guy in engineering was him, but Scotty. So that was amusing. <laughs> oh, I didn't even make that connection that he was Scottish. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> One of the few things I actually know about Star Trek, and it went out of my head. I did I did keep wanting, because Alison Pill's character is a doctor, and I kept wanting her to be like, 
I'm a doctor, damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, get her, her. Gosh, she's so different from Bones. That would make that so much funnier. <laughs> um, Opportunity oh. missed. Yeah. Um, well, there's always season two. I know. That's exactly what I was Could thinking. Happen. I was Could like, mm. and this, so this was always a it was a cbs all access show and then whatever now it's now cbs all access is paramount plus do i have that right yes okay so it was never on cbs and that makes sense to me because this show is good (laughs) 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 like there's no like we've watched other things that are cbs products and it's like well this has the flavor of cbs all over it and what's on it's a very different um, flavor than sci-fi like a seafy show completely mm -hmm. you know a seafy show but it's completely yeah you sure do so um also this show had a lot of cursing like yeah. which I'm not complaining about, but like it was just like kind of <laughs> a little jarring. To, to, yeah, as jarring is the right word. It took me by surprise to hear people be like, "I can't make the fucking ship go," and I'm like, "What?" Hello, this is Star Trek. That doesn't happen here. <laughs> I've been waiting a long time to say this. Shut the fuck up, Picard. <laughs> oh my god, that actually happened. That, was great. that did happen. Awesome. Somebody in a position of power <laughs> told that to him, and it was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I just. I. I just loved the show. I thought it was so good, and I know that there are a lot of uh, diehard Star Trek uh, fans out there that did not care for this show. I'm not entirely sure why, and I really don't care at this point because you know, because they're wrong. Cares? Yeah, I, <laughs> I I thought it was great. I didn't think it betrayed anything in particular. Not you know, I don't know Trek lore the way I know Star Wars lore, but again, um, I'm very much it, doing what needs to be done in service of good storytelling. Um, so, th- 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 and that's what this was to me. So, yay! Nice. That was fun. That's of course, the cool. other major thing we've been watching, and I hope you guys have been watching too, okay, is on. motherfucking Peacemaker. Yes! Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually felt sad when we had caught up because, like, we had been we watching one, one Peacemaker mm-hmm. and one Picard every night, and then, like, <laughs> the first night where I didn't get that intro... I was sad. <laughs> I almost just booted it up to watch the intro again. Yes. <laughs> I will yes. never forget our reaction to the first time we saw the intro. We watched it silently and then looked at each other and went, what the fuck was that? And then watched it again. <laughs> and then watched it again. <laughs> yes. Damn right you did. Yes. Oh, what a, oh, what a show, huh? Yeah. That yeah. is just a, a a hoot, and I liked Suicide. I liked the Suicide Squad. I liked it. I didn't absolutely love it, but I liked it. It was a solid movie. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, this I love. <laughs> I just yeah. love this. Oh, we it's are just, not just up. fantastic. We are not caught up. How many huh? episodes behind are we? I'm gonna. Uh, I'm, I know. I think we we have only seen four episodes. God damn it. Okay. I think there's only five. Yeah, I think six. you're one, maybe two behind. Okay. You're, you're not that far off. Okay. Got so yeah, okay. But some shit happens in those episodes, it's, man. They are full episodes, and that's absolutely. <laughs> when he is fucking that girl from behind, yelling freedom, I went, <laughs> "Good goddamn! This is a show. This is what this show is exactly supposed to be." I saw John Cena's butt. I did not like it. 
He was <laughs> lip syncing with a vibrator. Like it was <sighs> like you were you were hundred percent right, Angie. That dude is veiny as shit. I know. <laughs> Sorry, that was way too loud. <laughs> I think I just broke this out. Yeah, seriously, so many thoughts I shouldn't have to have about John Cena, but also thank you, John Cena. You're beautiful. So, right, Abs- absolutely wonderful. Question for you: I'm pretty sure it was the second episode where he's leaving that girl's apartment via the back jumping from balcony to balcony. <laughs> the balconies. You mean Did you guys have the balcony to balcony? reaction every time he hit the floor as well? Like, oh yes. my god! <laughs> oh, fucking geez. arm injury every time. <laughs> Yes, they're they're doing something special on that show. I don't know what it is, but it's definitely something special. Uh, I think it's giving James Gunn a shit ton of money and free reign. <laughs> I, it seems that way. I think that's what they're doing on that show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the secret sauce on that one. Hundred percent. That's the secret sauce. Let James Gunn. Let James Gunn. James Gunn all over the place. <laughs> Apparently, it's working. Oh, so yeah, no, I'm I'm totally into it. It's, it's so weird. Yeah, yes. it's such a weird fucking show, but it's also great. Yeah, what's the other? It's thing? not holding back on any of that DC Comics weirdness. No, it's like, nope. This is this is this is the side of DC that's not the dark and brooding trap that everything else DC has fallen into and since Batman became insanely popular. Right? Just... Look how much fun you can have with DC properties. Yes. Look how much fun end. you can have. Just the, the arguments that they get into, like the side conversations that happen. No, it, those conversations are just, they're just too long. Like, n- neither character who is arguing knows when to stop. So it just keeps going and going and getting more and more ridiculous. And they're <laughs> fucking entertaining every time. Yeah. <laughs> what was he? So when he was arguing how could that okay if it walks like a duck yeah it could be a duck wearing a A human or a human human wearing a human suit or the the proportions are not even right like that was said he took serious issue with that and i loved it uh yes that is it i'm just i'm finding all the like relationships between all the characters very interesting as well and they're doing like unexpected that well to me they're unexpected things maybe if you're familiar with the comics you are like oh yeah they're doing this storyline now but like i don't think anybody is familiar with the peacemaker storyline like this is the deepest of deep cuts yeah this is not a well-trodden character as far as i know so, like, the story is going places I didn't necessarily expect, which I like. That's cool. I'm excited because we've been enjoying it and we're not caught up and now I want to watch the next episode. What? But we've been watching... We'll get and to it. We'll get to it. There's a reason did we have you know? Did you know that that's a real song? What? Like, they didn't write that song for the show, the theme song. It's a real, like, glam metal song. No, I did not. <laughs> and not an old one, either. <laughs> It's like for, what, what did I say that was from? Like I don't know. I looked it up, and it's some like European hair metal tribute band from like maybe ten years ago, tops. And they were in the Eurovision Song Contest or something. Something like Shut that. The like fuck it's a. Up. <laughs> that is not something that was made for the show. That which is awesome. Oh my is god. Just, 
just makes it even more magical. You this know? show is a national treasure. I'm saying it. So, so another like Easter egg about the intro song is the the woman who did the choreography for it did all of the choreography while everybody was separate like they did it during quarantine so her and her husband worked it all out because she had to have her husband do the very awkward motions that are not very fluid as you can see <laughs> none of those people that are on stage are dancers man what kind of husband would do that fucking alan tudyk there is a fucking oh! photograph of alan tudyk doing that dance with the arms you know akimbo kind of oh, thing that's beautiful uh, it was i mean it just makes so much sense <sighs> good show everything i love it oh my god tell us oh my gosh so this the band which is called wigwam (laughs) of course um, it is oh fantastic they were dropped from their agency days before the premiere of the show (laughs) well their agency of of peacemakers stupid now they're dumb now they're regretting yep yeah they are uh formed in 2001 and they've released five albums. Their latest is titled Never Say Die. Nice. That's fantastic. I wonder if they've read Murder Falcon, because that was right up the Murder Falcon vein of awesomeness. It was. I would agree with that one. Yes. <laughs> Three days before Peacemaker premiere, our book our booking agency dropped us from their roster because there was too little interest in the band. I told them maybe they should wait a couple of days, but they didn't. That <laughs> awesome. was the, the, the lead singer. <laughs> oh, that's fucking magic right there. Oh, that is gorgeous. Oh. I want that framed on my wall. Uh Yes. Speaking of Alan Tudyk, though, um, yes. we regretfully have only seen the first episode of season two of Resident Alien. I oh, think there's okay. at least that's one fine. more out, we've, right? We've only watched the first one as well purposefully because there's only two available and mm-hmm. we don't want it to end. Yeah, I got yeah, really I wouldn't upset. mind letting that one have a little bit more time to Would you stop so that we could roll through it and kind of like an episode a night kind of a thing kind of like my my middle ground for certain like it's like that's not one of those shows where i know a lot of people that are going to be speculating on what's happening next online like i'm not gonna get spoiled on that show or anything so i'm just concerned because we have four perfectly well i guess two perfectly wonderful households four perfectly wonderful people who want to watch that show and by not watching it we're not helping its ratings and that's the only thing i'm like (sighs) like i just well neither one not none of us talk to the nielsen's so it'll be yeah, fine. Fuck those guys. Fuck them. Guys. <laughs> so all right. So you fuck them kids. They, they the the intro of him coming back to Earth was fantastic because he was um oh, fuck it's not Jack McCoy um oh. Lenny Briscoe Lenny Briscoe Briscoe yeah. I was like Chris knows <laughs> yeah that, so like, how happy were you Chris yeah, I, was, I was pretty happy I you know what? I was especially happy that it didn't last more than an episode. Yeah, oh. I thought for a minute like, oh no, they're gonna do this for like five episodes, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hate it. Please don't do that. Oh, you didn't do that, right? This show is smart. And then, <laughs> and I don't know if we talked about this on the show at any point, but I don't remember what I was watching. We were watching one of those Dan Casey Nerdist um, videos that was sponsored by Resident Alien, and he mentioned that it was based on a comic book. It is, and I was like, holy shit. This book was coming out when I worked at Joker's Child. I remember this 
specifically looking at this book and saying, I should read this. This is an interesting premise. And then I never did. And I feel like I've never connected the dots that this was that same comic book throughout the entire time that I watched season one. Yep. And now the dots have been connected. How does it feel? Like, I don't remember mentioning it on the show at some because I know we talked about this show no. on here plenty of times, but I don't remember talking about the comic book aspect of it and how I was... That was a that was a book I sold to people, and I just don't even didn't even remember it. I found out I'm about freaking... afterwards, so we probably did not discuss it on the show because I didn't find out until uh-huh. I maybe halfway through first season, and it was a comic. So. I'll gotcha. be honest, I never yeah, figured I just, it out. I remember that book coming out. I remember placing it on the shelf and selling it to people, and I just didn't even connect those dots. Nice. Blacked out too much of my time at the uh, too much too much of that mu- of my uh, <laughs> life during that time period. Blurred. Just just blurred it all out. Nice. Um. So yeah. Be- besides those, obviously the other show I've been watching is the Book of Boba Fett, which is an interesting conversation to have. So let's um, let's, let's hold that one, okay? Because we'll, right, let's hold we'll wrap one. around to that for us as well. But is there anything like how how's it going with the kids and and any communal watching with them? Any more Avatar? Not that I oh yeah, yeah. Watched more of it tonight. We're we're starting the two part season finale of season one. Okay. Um, they're enjoying it just as much this time as they did the last time. Um, maybe a little bit more so uh, because they're a little bit older now, and they're it all seems new to them. They know they like the show. Ellie keeps asking when Toph's showing up. Yes. Uh, so like they remember things about it, but they don't remember the plot, and they do seem to be genuinely interested in it. So Fantastic. that's fun. Good couple of kids. Karen, is it still still going well for you? Yeah, uh, I am still enjoying it. I, I I don't think it's. I don't know if it's going to become one of those things where I become like I get it now <laughs> and like become part of the cult. Okay. Um, but I can, I can definitely appreciate it. And I like it. Give it time. If Karen. that's gonna happen, it's if that's gonna happen. I don't think you'll ever be like part of the cult, but I do think it's gonna. I do think you're gonna get it. I mean, you liked Cora enough to get through there, and you were definitely invested in that show to a degree. Mm-hmm. But if that's ever gonna happen with this show, it's gonna be later because season one is what it is. It's season one is the most kids show of the entire show. That really interesting stuff doesn't happen until seasons two and three. Hmm. Okay. Well, yes. that's good to know. Yes. But it's like I said, I'm not like not enjoying it. Um, it's fine. It's good. It's a good. It's a. It's nice to have something that we can enjoy. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're not just sitting there watching with the kids. Eyes on it. You're actually watching it. <laughs> We're not watching a Hot Wheels movie. <laughs> oh my god. No. Well, what I was gonna say is, um, so now that John goes to bed a little later than his little sister. Um, We'll switch, take turns, who spends that extra time with him. And he's, like, into this. <laughs> I shouldn't really complain about it because I th- I'm pretty sure it's something that Chris likes. Oh, my God. He's really glommed on to this, hasn't he's he? He's really into this, like, video game history, like, oh, secrets and tricks um, <laughs> videos that are on YouTube. And, like, so that's what he wants to do with his extra time that he gets to stay awake for. And I'm like, oh, my God, more? More of this stuff in my life? Like, I, can't, I never will escape it. <laughs> I showed this son. to him a couple of, like, I, I don't know, a couple of days ago. I showed this to him like he was watching some like really asinine thing on YouTube 
Um, but then he found something else that was like, here's a bunch of glitches, and he thinks video game glitches are really neat. And I was like, I wonder if you'd like this old show. This is this is a show from at least at least ten years ago. I don't remember when it started airing, but this is on a now defunct YouTube channel, GameTrailers.com. So this was this was where I was getting the game trailers from right. for my for our GameStop game crazy BTS, videos DVDs, that I would yeah. make. Yeah, like so that's how old this shit is. Um but it's it's Mythbusters for video games. That's exactly what it is. It is cool. 100% a riff on Mythbusters of like taking old video game rumors and seeing if they're true. And so I showed it to him and he was like I figured he might like it at best. And he's so freaking into it. It's weird. <laughs> and like I'm fine with it, but he's he's like I want to watch this one again. I'm like but why? You know you know the answer. <laughs> you know now, you now know whether or not it's true. Like I don't watch this repeatedly and this is my shit, man. <laughs> like I've seen them a couple of times, but I'll watch them again like in a couple of years when I forget the details of things. Like Which it just wants to keep fuzzy. rolling through it. Hmm, maybe. I want to show mommy the Sonic 2 one again. Like why though? <laughs> it wasn't that interesting. And that's coming from me. <laughs> Kid brains, man. They like repetition. Yeah, they do. They really do. Sure do. We were going to watch something on a... Well, we had time for a short or something on Disney Plus after uh, we finished watching Avatar tonight. And uh, we went over to Disney Plus and they were like, I want to watch 22 versus Earth again. Like for the 850th time, the same short. Like there's so much great content on here that you haven't seen. Things that you would love. No, this again. <laughs> Fine. Go for it. <laughs> Have at it. Live the dream. I'll be on my phone. <laughs> Parenting. Nice. Yep, that sounds about right. I remember that with my siblings from many, many years ago. Mm. But I kind of liked it because we only had so much, like, we didn't have a lot of options for media at that time. So, you mm. know, they'd be watching the same stuff over and over again. But it was like Wizard of Oz and Disney flicks. So I was on board with that. And then it was kind of like this kind of like a little bit of an excuse to be able to be like oh yeah my brother and sister watch that all the time i'm totally not into it while my eyes are glued to the television when i when i managed one of the hollywood video the hollywood video in Bootin, as a matter of fact um we were only allowed to watch g-rated movies and a employee of mine put on um nightmare before christmas every day and that Ugh. grew my hatred for that movie. <laughs> so repetition does not always work with cartoons. Well, again, teen, so like young, you have to remember it's young, it's younger brains that Ugh. like the repetition. But uh, alas, right. I digress. So, you guys got anything else? Um, I watched some stuff. Okay. <laughs> um, work has been. Pick, picking back up which gives me my opportunity to watch a little more Doctor Who mm-hmm. um, I have gotten through the Smith era um, I don't hate Clara yet um, <laughs> you're not that you're not that not that <laughs> we haven't gotten to like the canonization as a saint of her yet um, <laughs> I rewatched for the first time the day of the doctor which is the 50th anniversary special Mm -hmm. 
Shit holds up, man. I don't nice. I don't remember whether or not people like that at the time. Um but it's like almost ten years old now, which is bananas to me. Um and it's great. It makes all the sense, all the dots connect. Um Tennant and Smith and John Hurt are fantastic together and it's great and excellent. And I it is definitely worth a rewatch because it's kind of an event thing that exists outside of any um you know like season-long plot mm-hmm. arcs or anything right it's its own thing um so i can see how it might get missed on a rewatch so i think it's definitely worth uh worth putting back in there oh excuse me and <laughs> i'm only right i'm only like to, no, I'm not all right. Um, <laughs> we're only like two episodes into Capaldi, and I just have to. I, the the man does not get enough credit for how funny he is and how fast he is. Because he, by the time like he said like four things, by the time you realize that the first thing he said was funny. And the second thing he said was funny. And then there was a third thing. And then, like, oh, the fourth thing was funny and, you know, important, too. Like, he's just... He's amazing. Nice. <laughs> he he gets a lot of, like, credit for, you know, the gravitas that he brought to the role after, after everybody was sick of Matt Smith being a clown, which I wasn't, but whatever. Um... God, he's funny. He's just fantastic. <laughs> I'm really gonna enjoy this. Uh, this re- I don't know that I've ever rewatched the Capaldi era. Maybe I have. I think maybe I did before Jody started. Um, but he is he is all around a delight. Um, I am caught up on Discovery of Witches. Ange- Angela, I haven't we? watched at all. I'm still Girl. waiting for this friend. I know. I've been waiting for my friend to be available, but then my schedule has not worked. It's been really hectic. Um, yeah, I, I actually, like, I went so far as trying to get her to, like, secretly sneak an episode in while she was working, because I'm now that person. And I was like, I'm gonna watch this shit without you, girl. So, um we're working on it if i don't make progress soon with her i will just start watching it on my own and be like what no i didn't see this at all so there's not much television that we are watching independently like i've got one show you i think i've won everything else we're watching together so like there's not you're not lounging about with you know time to watch it yeah it's not like (laughs) what is time really um there's two episodes left in the season and i think is this the final season? Oh, I hope so. Mm. I don't I keep, know. I keep the I keep seeing ads as like discovery of which is the final chapter or whatever. So I think that that's the case. But um, I, then I won't say much. But it's good. Um, I'm trying to think what else. There was one other thing I had in my head, but it's gone. So the only other thing I have to mention is <laughs> I have been uh, at the request of my mother-in-law. I've been watching. The woman in the house across the street ah, from the girl in the window. Yes! Such a good show. <laughs> so, this is something you guys have seen all of, I'm guessing? I no, think, we're, we're close. We're we close. haven't seen all of it. I'm obsessed with it. Okay, I've only seen three. Okay. So, uh, we, we are at the same spot then. 
We have only co- okay. we've only watched three. I've been trying to forcibly get Evan to play more of it because I've I've literally like I can't. I'm I'm literally obsessed. So I didn't get it at first. I think on the first episode, I was like, "Okay, this is like one of those like you know, lady witnesses a murder kind of thing shows," and it was kind of getting me down because, uh, like the setup, the premise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a rough. For her, it's a it rough was, premise. It's a rough premise, but also like there's glimmers of her like you know re- like rekindling her life, getting her life back together. And, you know, finding some romance with this cute dude that crossed the street. And I was like, okay, I know this isn't where that, that's not where this is going. And that bums me out because, like, that's the kind of thing I like to watch. Yes. (laughs) Like, you know, person who has had a hard life, you know, gets, that has a happy ending and turns things around for themselves. I'm like, oh, I would like to see Christopher do that. (laughs) I, I would watch the hell out of that. And I know that's not what this is. So I'm kind of bummed about it. Um, and then, uh, the you know, the reason I watched more was my mother-in-law kind of at her request because she watched the whole thing. And she seemed like, I, I haven't really talked too much to her about it because I don't want to, like, know what's going to happen. But she seemed like, she said that she was disappointed in the ending or it seemed like she didn't really understand the ending, maybe. Mm. I don't know what the ending is. I could, but I but can definitely believe that. that. That it's confusing because the show is confusing. <laughs> well, now that I've seen more of it, and I I think I understand more what the show is, which is more of like a satire of this genre, which is very um, subtle because it's not laugh out loud funny. No, um, that is I can confirm that is exactly what my mom wants to talk to you about because she didn't get that it was satire until the end. That's what I was thinking. Because <laughs> She called me and said, have you watched the show? I feel like an idiot because I've been taking this seriously the whole time and then it ended. I was like, I haven't seen any of it. I know Karen watched some of it, so you'll have to talk to her. Yeah. But my mom felt she's, well, she's just felt so me bad. Because the the same thing your dad did the same thing with Norseman where he didn't get that it was a comedy <laughs> right because my dad's a lunatic so I'm like I feel bad if that's what she thought like if she thinks it's serious and it's not is the more you watch of it the more like you know every tragic character in one of these stories has like an affliction and hers is she's afraid of the rain and like she's got this handyman that's working outside of her house and he's always just fixing the mailbox but he's always there he's just fixing the mailbox yes i kind of assumed it was based on the title but yeah yes (laughs) i mean but that's the thing it's so subtle about it that and it and it's like if you think about it these things about the show are completely ridiculous mm-hmm. but if you don't think too hard about it it it's done in such a way that you could think that it's just being completely straight yeah uh, clearly mean, if, you if can you, if you let it go and don't really think too much about it or think too deeply about it it is a really interesting retelling of rear window kind of thing where someone sees something that they're not supposed to see and all hell breaks loose but as this hell is breaking loose you're going what 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 why did that just happen or that person is horrible but it and it it's engaging as all hell 
and I think it's just because it's it's her, and you're you mm-hmm. you want to connect with that character for most of the things that she's going through, and it's just. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I did not fully pick up. Like there was a lot of comedic stuff that like stuff that's happened but there's so much suspense when I'm watching it that like I just I feel riveted when I watch the show but I haven't I don't think until you said that it really clicked like I haven't been taking the show that seriously I've been I've just been like really I don't know hun what's the word because like You've been enjoying it? I've really been enjoying it. <laughs> that's, no, that's but like last night you went to turn it off and I was like, what the fucking fuck? And you were like, we gotta go to bed. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, late. Gotta get up early. Yeah. But, but like, like, it just takes it one one degree over the line to like ridiculous. Yeah. So that it, you know, like, she's an alcoholic. Okay, that's something you'd expect out she of that story. She drinks so much wine. But she, like, the wine, she fills it all the way that, comedically to okay, the very so, rim of the glass every yeah. time. I'm okay with the quantity of bottles that she goes through. It's the fact that she fits the entirety of the bottle in one glass that bothers me because she has to leave it on the table and go <laughs> without touching it. <laughs> Because she's like going Cougar to town. <laughs> um, I did enjoy though the f- the fact that she had a come one of the one of the confrontations she had with the bitchy neighbor. Yes, <laughs> who, who was like completely perfect, and then like always talking about her husband and his clients, and they're very important, and her his job is important. <laughs> so she gets in a fight with this woman in her driveway, and ends up selling. Go fuck yourself, Carol. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, I thought you were gonna go with, yes. <laughs> with the. I'm not even gonna pray for you anymore, yeah. Carol. <laughs> That's just not even pray for you anymore. I think maybe if I was watching it with other people, I might be laughing more. Possibly, like you're watching it alone, you're just sort of like, huh. I I feel like as I'm as we are watching it, I want there to be more things that are like, like what's the deal with the handyman? There's something there. I know that there's something there. Because Evan's like, he can't be there that all the time like, like that. Why the fuck is he always there? And and the the, <laughs> the 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 headstone. Like, did you notice the headstone? Why is the headstone a thing? Like, there's... yeah. Did you notice that the headstone changes when she goes there? No. So yeah, the, the, the epitaph text, changes. Yeah, the text on it changes. Oh. So That's I. Funny. There's I, I that rat, raccoon that must have fallen off your roof, but where's the body? You'd like, think there'd the be a fuck? body. What? <laughs> Do you think you could fix it? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Co- okay, the so the fact handyman. that he had lock picking equipment yes! in his yes! toolbox, <laughs> and then she's like, like "I if- can't believe that worked." Like. <laughs> If you start to break it down, it's like, of course this is ridiculous. Of course this is satire. But if you just like watch it and you're not paying full attention, you're like, oh, this is one of those things. Well, it could be either satire or I think I was just looking at it as dark humor. I keep I keep saying that I feel like this is a fever dream. Like she is locked in a padded room somewhere, and none of this is happening. Kind of thing. Yeah. Like it could it could very well be that other side of that coin. 
But also, she's an unreliable narrator because, like, they flat out say, like, oh, she's drinking wine and she shouldn't be mixing them with pills, and the pills cause hallucinations. And she's reading a book about a guy who murdered his wife, and so yep. all of these things is like, okay, well, some of this could eventually play into how this story is being told. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't know. But I, I am enjoying it. I, I will keep going with it. I just <laughs> kind of like, what? the fuck is this show i don't know but i'm here for it yeah we're all on board cool 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 uh um anything else about it for me no (laughs) cool um i'm gonna just say the one thing that i've been watching because it's only the one thing um i've been watching outcast which i started watching eons ago uh it's based on a comic about a, a guy who is sort of like a outcast human exorcist <laughs> exerciser like he um he has the, the the ability to repel demons because his mom was possessed by a demon and whatnot it's really dark really fucking creepy violent um based on a comic book i'm a couple of episodes in but you know i wa- i started watching this when it first came out and it's now halfway or at least halfway through season two and it's 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 very true to the to its source material so i'm liking that quite a bit um outside of that you know my normal ghost hunters and shit like that at night but <laughs> everything else has been the two of us hun i mean you've been, you you had your um your your uh your walker run yep that was the only thing i was going to talk about so now i'm done move on <laughs> come on you could talk a little bit about walker the non-texas I ranger mean, how, how's our jarpad doing you know he's acting i love i love watching it's my wife paycheck. hate watch shows it, it brings me joy especially when she watch hate watches something that she she like it's got Jared I want to like it. it. She wants to like it so badly. Why you do this to me, Jared? Why you got to do me dirty like that? Uh, yeah, it's um. Oh God, it's a show. It's a, it's definitely a show. It's yeah, I don't know. It's mel- it's melodramatic. It's it's yeah, CW. like it's a fucking CW show, guys. And I don't know why CW I keep going back to these shows, Walker, thinking I'm not going to be Ranger. disappointed. <laughs> that show sounds exactly like what's written on the tin. <laughs> it's Walker Texas Ranger by way of the C fucking W. Yeah, like yeah. it shouldn't be on the C. Okay, I'm allow. I, I will allow it to be on the CW, just not about <laughs> Walker Texas Ranger, <laughs> because that was the baddest of badasses. He, he, no. Yeah, they're trying to do all this stuff. And, like, the one thing I'll say that I've liked while watching this show, because I can't just completely crap all over it and continue to watch it as I have. Uh, or I guess I can, but I'm going to try not to. Um, I I know that they're trying to actually show character growth in the Walker character, like, uh, episode by episode even. They're not even... Like, you can literally... Oh god, what am I like five or six episodes in and you can already see how the character's evolving and and you know trying not to let eight. his past trauma oh my god is it eight? You're, it you're like eight episodes eternity. in honey. Fuck me. Whatever. The point is I'm watching this goddamn show and I'm gonna keep going because Jensen Ackles directed a show episode, I don't know which one, and I feel like 
I'm going to at least get through the entirety of the first season because that's that's the kind of fan that I am. And damn it to hell, I regret everything. <laughs> so that's it. That's uh, that's what I've been watching. Um, oh, also, I should mention that the the girl who's playing the partner to Walker, Texas Ranger, uh, like because he has a partner now. I don't know if he did Please the original, but I don't remember Jogger. it. Um, What's that, Chris? Please tell me her name is Jogger. No. No. He's not. I can't Prancer? I... Dancer. <laughs> Sitter. <laughs> it's leaps and bounds, actually. Uh, yeah, My name so... is Jennifer Leaps. <laughs> <laughs> I carry a badge. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so she's she's from... Or I know her from the 100 uh, from watching that show, uh, and it, she was one of my favorite characters on that show. So it's it's very fun to see her. It's, it's really weird how the characters or the the actors independently were on shows that you really liked. Yeah, but when they got together to make this, not doing it for you. Well, I that's the but I've explained that to you that like she's my favorite part of the show right now. I'm more interested in her than anything else. Also, Walker's kids are stupid, so that's a thing. <laughs> Um, what show is it? Oh, someone asked me what I felt about uh, Lois and, and Superman, Superman and Lois, that that new show, and I'm like, yeah. I can't watch the show. I can't, I can't bear the fact that Superman is a horrible father and his children are assholes. I can't do that. <laughs> That's like no. So I understand the wanting the, the family dynamic to be good. Yeah, but um, I like. I don't know. It's not. It's I okay. don't think it's entirely their fault that it's not good i think it's partially the writing god i hope jared's not writing this uh <laughs> cw writing yeah i think it's just it's a cw show and i chose to walk away from cw shows a long time ago because they just continue to disappoint me and i gave this one a shot because jared was on it and that was it and it's doing exactly what all other cw <coughs> shows do it's infuriating me and making me not want to watch it Makes sense. Oh, a lot sounds of that, fun. You know, no non-communication communication. No, like that's that's the thing. They're even doing stuff where they're working on how characters communicate, but then like, there's just moments where I'm like, oh, that scene was pretty well acted, and then it gets to another scene, and I'm like, wow, that scene never should have happened ever in anything. Can we burn that? Like, why is this here? I can't. Please leave. You're an intruder on my television. <sighs> So many feelings. Can we move on now? Yes. On the other side, uh, every day during dinner, we watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine for some joy and happiness because that show is fantastic. We love, we are a Brooklyn Nine-Nine household. For life. Um, And we have been watching The Legend of Vox Machina. Yeah, we have. Now, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this. I was not. uh, I got this for Angela because it is a animated version of a D&D campaign from what's it from hun? I'm like you want me to explain this yeah go uh, okay so they took the critical role podcast and they took the Vox Machina campaign and they actually decided to turn it into a cartoon um, it looks to me like it is the early parts of the Vox Machina campaign so when I started actually listening to it this was much later uh in their story and i don't know if they had actually been making their podcast episodes before this point um so i i think this is sort of like content that podcast 
listeners may not have actually had access to previously or i just didn't so you know i'm all that matters um but it was it was a really it's yeah it's it's really cool because you get to see all of the characters and the players from this campaign are doing the voice acting because all of them are voice actors in real life so so the the, the actors from the podcast are Mm -hmm. actually voice acting the characters in which they played yeah in the the campaign yep and it is fantastic it is so much fun it is in, it's super engaging i'm not a big D. actually i don't like D because i can't get out of my own brain like you're supposed to he's not a role player if you will and this i can actually enjoy this fully because it's not listening to like i can't listen to them talk about their D campaign but i can sure shit watch this cartoon because it is fucking entertaining and a lot of fun and it's like invincible levels of violence like this show's Oof. like really like even for a cartoon there's been a couple times where i've straight cringed yeah um yeah. it's definitely adult content uh not for children at all whatsoever nope um but it's great content <laughs> a lot of fun a lot a lot of fun uh cool man what else is that i think that's it right got a couple more episodes of the proof is out there Mm-mm, i think that's it uh yeah that's that's all i really got i mean uh, i watched a couple episodes of the goldbergs but that's sort of lost its flair for me all right so let's just let's just get it out there chris um boba fett has gone horribly horribly wrong and the best two episodes were the last two that didn't feature boba fett so okay i'm done uh so if you stay tuned for the commercials how do you feel chris uh well i'll preface it by saying that i'm trying to work on something with myself where I try not to, um, I'm trying to be a little bit less combative about the way I say things. The internet has made, the internet is a horrible place. And a lot of that comes from, uh, the kind of thing that you just said, which what you are saying is my favorite two episodes, the ones that I liked the best were these two episodes. But instead of saying that, you say, these are the best two episodes implying that the other episodes are not as good as that one and you know by saying that you're implying that something that somebody else likes is not good and or like saying the only two good episodes of this show are these two and not everybody necessarily feels that way you could say the only two that I enjoyed are these two and now all of a sudden you're not starting an argument Oh, which is to... not the way the internet works. I'm just using yours as an. I'm just using what you said as an example. I'm not actually saying that. Oh, shame no, on you trying. for doing that because I do that. I do that shit too, <laughs> and I know that you're you're playing too. But that is that is something that I I want to try and work on for myself. Okay. Uh, just because it's so it's so big of a part of why these toxic arguments happen so often. Mm-hmm. Because there's such a big difference between I don't like this and this is bad. Mm-hmm. And I completely understand why people don't like the book of Boba Fett. Like, I get it completely. It's, I love it. I am loving all of the parts of the show. 
I don't love how it's being put together. I have some pretty serious issues with the way this show is playing out. Um, but that's, I, I guess that's kind of, that's, that's, that, that's kind of more later in the conversation. Not that I want to spend so, a whole lot of time on this. Right. And, and I, I understand. And I, I did make a Facebook comment to the effect <laughs> of, it's a shame that the, the best two episodes of the show were the last two that didn't feature Boba Fett. Um, Evan is inflammatory. I, I am, I am that troll. I will, I will openly admit to that, but taking a step back after the conversation that we had last night, I feel this is yet again falling into the vein for me that The Witcher Season 1 fell into. That the storytelling may be very, very good, but it is very, very choppy. Which Like the storytelling's good, but the editing isn't? Well, or... I, it, it's, it's, I, think it's, no. I think it's worse than that. I think it's a deeper problem. Like, it, it's... I, I think that the individual parts of it are good, but the storytelling itself is bad. Like, we had talked a little bit last night about how the perception is that Boba Fett's all weak right now. Mm-hmm. And I felt the same way after watching, was it in that first episode, when they got jumped uh, right after going to the mares, they, they got jumped by those guys with the shields. Right. And, like, I felt like wow that that's weird I, I i what i got out of that scene was this feeling like as soon as they got surrounded i was like these guys are in fucking trouble <laughs> like this is going to be a bloodbath and then it wasn't and what the show wanted us to take away from that i can only assume is oh shit these assassin guys are no joke but that's not how it came off like i've i've since rewatched that scene and the stuff that I was telling you last night, mm-hmm. like during that scene, dude, like he caught that freaking axe in his hand, stood up with it, zapping him, yanked it out of his hand, murdered that guy with it. Then after he got stabbed by like six of those other things, he fucking rocket launched one of the guys that was going to take away and just, just get away and discerned him. He was a hundred percent that character that he had been, but there was something about the way that it came together of like there was no buildup of saying like oh no these are some serious assassins that are specifically out to get you like they surrounded him and Fennec and they tried a couple of things anyone who is going to crowd up on Boba Fett and Fennec Shand that's not going to go well for them uh, and- but it, but that that's the, the I think the takeaway was supposed to be wow these guys are much more dangerous than I thought not wow Boba Fett's kind of weak right now because <laughs> that's not what it is i don't i don't want you to think okay so and it's weird because i don't think he he, he's weak like i and you said that last night and i and it didn't compute till earlier today for me because i was you know rethinking about the conversation that i know this is that we were going to have this this evening i don't think he's weak i just don't feel for me the necessity to see the softer side of boba and they're doing a lot of that they're doing mostly that for this show and i and i and i my original statement was he should be the baddest assed character in this show because of how i grew up seeing him like that was my mindset and you you made the comment about like there's character growth and whatnot and okay but like he has never been portrayed as a softer fella and he is mainly being portrayed as a softer fella in this not weak not strong 
just really kind to animals and you know he's a man of the people kind of like that wasn't the character that i was expecting to see because when he first showed up in mandalorian he literally walked on stage and said that motherfucker has my my gear i want it back give it to me now and that and was this no- is this is a perception thing where the show is failing right because you're saying that that's what this feels like that we're seeing the softer side of boba fett he's not trying to be a good guy he's trying to run a fucking crime syndicate and he wants to do it better than jabba because he's sick of working for people that are that are are idiots that are idiots he's like he said in an episode i'm tired of working for all these idiots i'm gonna do this shit better and he's not out to be a good guy he's out to be a fucking crime lord He's looking at it like, how can I get the most profit out of this? Not from scaring people, but from demanding their respect. And he's is not doing a great job of though? it. Like, is that that was that was his motivation for doing that? Was just I don't want to work for other people, so I'm just going to work for myself. Yeah, that's what he said in an episode talking to Fennec. Yeah, it's when like, he was talking was, to those her, were literally his words. I know. I just didn't understand why he took Jabba's territory. Like, I didn't know. If this was supposed to tie into his backstory that they were giving us, or if there was like a reason why this so and th- and there's a a hugely valid point right there. It spent two episodes. The show spent two episodes talking about a completely different character from a completely different show when there are still so many things left up in the air about the the titular character. Well, that that'll come. We have fine. one episode left. Yeah, I, like, I completely agree, and, and I do. Yes, that's gonna, that's gonna come. They're gonna, they're gonna do that. They're, I'm not af- afraid that they're never going to get to that stuff. But this is this is a trap that Filoni has fell, fallen into before. There are entire story arcs in the Clone Wars that have nothing to do with any of the main characters. There was like a five episode arc that was about a bunch of random ass droids that never met anyone before or after those episodes. <laughs> Like, this is a thing that Filoni has fallen into before, and I didn't piece that together till earlier today. I was thinking about it like, yeah, no, this has happened before, and this is not... Interesting. I've, I really enjoyed those two episodes, but they were definitely not my favorite episodes of this series so far, and in fact, the, and the, the thing with the Rancor, I know, was kind of bothering you that he is an, an animal lover, uh, as it were. I, that was probably my favorite episode so far. And it's because of the way that I'm looking at this as a Star Wars super fan and thinking about who Boba Fett actually is. Like, that whole bit with the Rancor was like, he connected to the Rancor because that's him. You know, he was a, he is one of two unaltered clones of Jango Fett. And Jango Fett wanted him so that he could continue his legacy. He immediately, like, by the age of six, starts training Boba Fett to be his replacement as the baddest bounty hunter. Like, that's his purpose. He was bred to fight, just like all the clones, just like Boba Fett, just like the Rancor. And what a whole thing that Boba Fett's trying to do was lead through respect instead of fear. What was the Rancor's purpose in the first place? Jabba kept it in a cage to scare people. And then Danny Trejo shows up and says, well, yeah, they're really good at fighting, that's what most people use them for, but there's more to them than that. It was a direct analog for Boba Fett's character. 
I shouldn't have to explain that to you, though. The show should have done that. <laughs> oh my god, I feel so stupid and right now because I definitely so, did not get that at all. And and that's the thing. Like, the that's show, not your fault. It's not your fault. The show's doing a terrible job of explaining any of that shit. It's doing a piss. This shit, these last two episodes that were fucking awesome, the the vast improvement on CG Luke, it's still creepy, but it's so much less creepy than it used to be. Like him and Grogu and and Mando and <laughs> Ahsoka, like Ahsoka, like this shit's great, but it's not. What the fuck? This it's is not the, the, it's not the right show. <laughs> what are you doing? Why are we spending all this time with Grogu? This should be something else that is fleshed out on its own. And while I'm thrilled to death to see this shit happening, and I understand that they put it there because it probably has something to do with the finale of the Book of Boba Fett, that just means they should have structured the releases of these things differently. The fact that they had to take two episodes, what do we have, seven total? Two whole episodes without Boba Fett? What are you doing? <laughs> and like, Cad Bane just shows up at the end of this last episode. There's a fucking history there. Like, yeah. Cad Bane's the one who taught Boba Fett to be a bounty hunter. You want to go crazy with some some history? Guy, right? what, what's that? Cad Bane's the blue guy? Yeah, he was the blue guy that showed okay. up at the end. Who was voiced by the same guy who voiced him in the cartoon, which I think is pretty great. Um, but yeah, he's a he's a pretty big deal. He, he has a history with Boba Fett, and there was an unreleased episode of Clone Wars where the nice. ding in Boba Fett's helmet came from Cad Bane, where they kind of tried to match each other. But like, that's the thing. I, Boba Fett I, has spent his whole life being what he was told he was supposed to be, trying to live up to his father's legacy, and that's his dad's armor for fuck's sake that he's still wearing. And I wish. there's this whole like weird meta level to it that if you're really paying attention to it, you can dig up with like, oh, so he's there's something wrong with him. Like the whole thing with the back to tank, we still don't know why he was there. Correct. Right? Mm -hmm. He was kicking all the ass in Mandalorian, right? He kicked all the ass and he was fine. Like, dude was okay. And he was okay in the flashbacks. He was fine when he was with the Tuscans. Dude was kicking all kinds of ass when he was with the Tuscans. Like, he after still he got scarred. over being he was still dehydrated. Scarred. That's what yeah, I was, he was noticing was scarred. that the scarring has gone away. Maybe that's what the tank was for? Because she mentioned it. But, but yeah, the scarring's gone away, but they've also, they had to drag him to the tank. Like, I went yeah. back and looked, I was like, am I remembering this right? No, they had to, like, they would, he would, something would go wrong, and they'd be like, get me back to the tank. And they would have to drag him and put him in there to heal. Like, something is wrong inside of him. And we don't know. I don't know what it is, and they haven't said what it is, and I guess the, everything... This show could, should be telling us these This things. show should be, t exactly. Everything could, like, everything I'm, we're complaining about could be completely undone tomorrow, right? There's, there's the season finale... They got a lot of ground to cover. I want to know if Cobb Vanth is still alive, because if they killed Space Raylan Givens, I'm going to be pretty pissed off about it. I'm flipping this fucking table! <laughs> I want to see Cad Bane fight. Cad Bane squared off against Jedi. Cad Bane almost killed Ahsoka. Like, I, I want to see all this stuff happen, and I was really expecting it to be a two-part big old battle against the Pikes, but now we've got a one-part battle against the Pikes. And like, yes, I want to see Boba Fett like an action figure fever dream riding a rancor in battle that's gonna be so fucking cool but like this shit is all there but they're doing it so dirty and 
it's it, it's it's just it feels irresponsible to me. Like I love all these parts of the show. I thought the flashback stuff was super cool, but boy, interweaving it in and out of the story in modern times made it feel so disjointed. And I think that also had a lot to do with the overall consensus, even if it's not necessarily what you said or thought, but that is a thing that's out there that why is Boba Fett so weak? And I feel like a lot of it has to do with the fact that we haven't really seen him healed. We haven't seen him fight since he's been healed yet. And the two fights that we that he did see was him getting jumped by these incredibly well-trained ninjas and got ripped out of a fucking bank attack, back to tank, and had to fight a murderous Wookiee butt naked. <laughs> he had a loincloth on. <laughs> he did, but Strategically I think tied, the it, was a, it was shocking how well his... that thing was tied. I'm not going to lie. He got <laughs> tossed around that fucking room, and that thing did not even loosen. Evan was looking for a sneak peek, if you know what I mean. He's, he's he he went to the Wolverine school of of clothing. Like remember in X Men Three when the Phoenix is literally disintegrating the Earth around him, but Wolverine's boxer shorts are just fucking fine. Just fine. Yeah. Yeah. I wish she loved him enough to preserve his modesty. I wish I had Chris's knowledge about about this. Like, cause I can understand why you are being as forgiving as you are because of the background that you have with it like you know something more than i do and i'm watching this for the sheer excitement of the pretty laser shows that's on the screen like it's it's i want to have that depth of knowledge for this because it 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 you feel like it would enrich your experience it would be more enjoyable as of as opposed to me going all right well we just spent two episodes watching him build a ship and bring chain mail tiny it was adorable chain mail don't don't get me wrong it was fucking cute to a little baby toy machine and at that point i wanted to punch cgi luke skywalker because he was being a dick like (laughs) (laughs) but that shouldn't and, but here's here's the real kicker. Here's the thing that actually that makes me even more angry about the show, which I do love and I'm really enjoying every episode of because I'm me. And like I said, I like all the pieces. I just don't like how they're fitting together. But how much better would all of this be? All of it. If this was the show that the, that the trailer said we were going to get, which was Boba Fett and Fennec Shand trying to run the criminal underworld of Tatooine. Yes. And just that. That's it. All this other stuff I'm finding fascinating. I think all this this character development for Boba Fett is pretty neat, and I wish that they were doing a better job of making it so that it didn't seem like it was... And the, the, you didn't need a freaking degree in Star Wars-ology to figure out this kind of shit. Like, you can be a little bit more heavy-handed than this, guys. It's okay. <laughs> Alright, we can aim for the face. Not necessarily on the nose, but on the face. <laughs> Yeah, just get it in the general vicinity of where people might actually understand what you're trying to do, like, without it, without being me. Like, that's completely insane. But more than that, I would really like the show that they showed in the trailer. I would really like to not have it be as... Maybe sprinkle some of that stuff in, but make it a show about Fennec and Boba Fett being badasses and trying to figure out how to run a criminal underworld with respect instead of fear. That sounds badass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You build this story for three episodes and then episode four is a flashback 
episode yes. where they explain how yes. Fennec and Boba got together and you cut out at least half of the flashback shit that they put in. Give us the train sequence. You know. Cut out the rest of it. You know. Fi- you know <laughs> Did you, Boba, why, why? And Fe- Boba finding Fennec and bringing her back to whatever. Exactly. And that's it. That's all that we need. The Tashi Station thing. That was great. That could have been done in like what? An episode? A scene? Two episodes maybe? Yeah. Like that whole flashback of him with the, the, the Tusken Raiders, that was... I understand why they did it, but they didn't need to. And the time management of this show is pitiful. Bad clock management. Bad clock management. Well said. All right, so... I don't know Star Wars as well as I know sports. <laughs> <laughs> I love the book of Boba Fett. It is a flawed experience, to say the least. I cannot fucking wait. Tomorrow is going to be insane. Like I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do with You're myself gonna tomorrow. You're going to poop your pants. I'm going to poop your pants. <laughs> Come, Please don't. Come here. Give me your pants. I'm going to poop them. <laughs> because I don't know. Watch. I don't know if you guys know this, but besides the Boba Fett finale, there's also a fucking Nintendo Direct tomorrow. Oh shit. <laughs> Gonna be I, out of my goddamn Chris, mind. <laughs> we got to check on Chris later tomorrow. All right, honey. Later tomorrow, <laughs> yeah, you got it. Like in the e- well, I don't know when the when's the direct supposed to be, sir. You know it's what? It's at five o'clock, guys. Just check on me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'll be fine. I'll, I'll be fine. I'll just be vibrating somewhere. It'll be great. So uh, apparently, when when Karen watches some some sporting events, she gets very loud and very animated. <laughs> I just imagine imagine that same situation for Chris when watching a Nintendo Direct but like Karen's upstairs in the kitchen and she hears him downstairs going what? What the fuck? Like I want that to be the situation for Chris. Please make a TikTok. That has... It has happened. It has happened. It's pretty rare for me to get audible like that and that happened this year with the fucking Metroid Dread thing at E3. She could hear me from upstairs. I was completely blown away and that was that was amazing and that kind of stuff almost never happens and i'm really excited about this one because i'm excited about nothing i have i i am pretty sure that they're not i'm so just feel right now in my bones nothing's gonna happen tomorrow that's gonna knock my socks off i feel like it's gonna be a bunch of shit that i do not care about at all and that's mildly exciting because there's a pretty good chance i'm wrong because i'm wrong a lot yeah, I heard on the underground that um, Nintendo is making a deal with Amico. They're going to join forces. <laughs> Tommy oh, Tallarico stepped boy. down from Amico, and he's now taking over Nintendo. You heard it here first, people. <laughs> this is Chris's dream come true. This is a this joke is for nine people. Oh my god! There, right. I, before the show started, I put a, there's an, an Ars Technica put another. Uh, article out about um there was a bunch of stuff oh my god it's, it's, i'm gonna read another amico article after after this show is over because man some shit hit the fan and it was hilarious and really creepy but uh yeah good times <laughs> all right i'm calling it i'm, I'm throwing speaking a of being way off the rails <laughs> yeah sorry about that um, we're gonna, I'll take we're gonna, my medal now for keeping that Boba Fett conversation to under an hour. Thank I appreciate you very that, much. sir. I appreciate <laughs> it greatly. And you gave me a, another viewpoint. Like I understand what you, how you're seeing it. I I appreciate you looking at it from my perspective as well, and saying that you can see how some of the storytelling might be flawed. I'd like to just chime in and say <laughs> thank you for speaking in terms of trying to be still respectful of other people's viewpoints. So. Yeah. 
Good job. Preston. It's we refreshing. It. We appreciate yes. you. All right. We're going to take our... the difference that could make on a large scale. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to be talking about Dragnet. Season one, episode one. Listener request, Ferg. It's for you. We're back. And now, here's a quick look at some of the other original content available now from our partners and geekade.com. First up, we all know my co-host Chris here is a nutcase, especially when it comes to video game music. So for this week's all-new episode of Sony Age Countdown, Chris donned his especially nerdy cap, like there is one, uh, and compiled a list of his top five favorite Super Mario musical Easter eggs. What secrets are these songs hiding? What references do these tunes possess buried just underneath the surface? Find out in Stony Age Countdown, Top 5 Mario Music Secrets, now available on the Stony Age Gamer YouTube channel. I, I'm going to chime in here. I'm especially proud of this video. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I, and, I, and, and I'm going to say, I watched this video, and if you want to know the essence that is Chris, he took it <laughs> and put it into, what, a five-minute video? Yeah, it was it was it was I it was fairly compact. Yeah. I did my best to make it not overly long. I'm super proud of this one. I, I this is like this shit's been rattling around my brain and I finally had some way to get it out and it just made me happy. So what does your nerdy cap look like? He, he wasn't wearing a cap. Tell me what you're wearing, <laughs> like, Chris. Like it's, it's invisible because it's, it's always head. on. It's just always me. on. <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> Next, robot bodies. One can only assume that they were there an inevitability. But when you get to yours, will a voice in your head tell you to take over the world? That's the question everyone was asking themselves back in the year of our Lord 198X. And you know what? That very thing happened in Transformers Season 2, Episode 1, Episode 17, when Spike must inhabit an Autobot body that was made by his father from discarded or dead pieces of Autobot body parts. (laughs) If you want to hear more about this perfectly normal scenario, be sure to check out SparkCast episode 25... Oh, excuse me. SparkCast episode... (laughs) Uh, Sparkcast episode 53, TV17, Autobot X, Robot Spike. My favorite part of that commercial was how you were stumbling through it, and Chris is sitting over here going, yep, I wrote what I wrote. (laughs) And it's not that I'm stumbling, like, I'm trying to read it, but that's how it's written, Chris. Exactly. (laughs) Yep, I wrote what I I wrote. I wrote. I was borderline saying episode one parentheses episode seventeen. What? Anywho, enjoy that. That's how, that's, that's how they wrote it. Like that's what they called the episode on the site. I don't know what they're talking about, but I'm gonna I'm gonna advertise it because that's what we do here that's at Geek Aid. We are supportive We're a family. Geek Aid family. Listen, I'm a huge fan of the year 198x. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> it's, it's 1098X. What? 19XDX. I don't know. I know, I know that's, Mega Man takes place in 2000X. So Do you know when I was born? 1980X. Oh, Christ. 1980X. Karen, wrap this anyway. up. Anyway. 
You can never talk t- about acquisitions too much in the video game world. People seem to love the monopolistic corporate takeover apocalypse, and the weekend rental crew recently weighed in with their thoughts on the enormous Activision Microsoft buyout. But that's not all. They also discussed strategies in the recently acquired Wordle and discussed their top 21 games of all time. Why 21? Find out in Weekend Rental, episode 118, The Gamer's Report for Duty. I'm actually curious about that. The buyout? I'm, I'm looking forward to their thoughts. Then perhaps you should listen to Weekend <laughs> Rental, episode 118. <laughs> perhaps I shall. For all this great content and more from our partners, uh, be sure to check out Geekade.com. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out our commercials. Uh, it's time to talk about Dragnet. Okay. but uh, It's funny because when I started that, she's like, oh, is that where that came from? Um, That's not what I said. <laughs> it's close, though. It's actually it's pretty, pretty close. close. <laughs> I didn't know. It's pretty close. I didn't know. Um, this was a listener request from our good friend Ferg at Chris. Say the podcast name again. The Atari 2600 Game by Game Podcast podcast with ferg there it is uh all of us here are big ferg fans we like ourselves some ferg um yes indeedy that we do he has has, he's a very skilled baker he's also just so sweet he's a he's a a very solid human solid Ferg. we love you we love you ferg um uh, he Told, he suggested that we watch this, and apparently I was unaware of this. Um, on his podcast, he has listeners send in clips or, or snippets to talk about whatever you know he's introducing. And Chris had asked him to do that for us. I have a three-minute clip of our friend Ferg. I'm assuming he's going to be talking about Dragnet. Who knows? It is a surprise. We, I have not listened to it. Secret recipe for cookies. We don't it, know. We don't know. <laughs> We're all listening to this together or the first time. It's so, Ferg telling us all that I'm his favorite. Thanks. That's all. Okay. Thanks. Rude. Yeah, all, right. all right, Ferg. Take it away. Hey, guys. Ferg here. Another embarrassing Ferg pick for TWEP. This is the third pick that I made, and it, it follows the... Uh, Star Trek movie rule that the odd ones are bad and the even <laughs> ones are good. Hopefully the next one will be better. <laughs> this does come from when I was a kid. Not a kid, I guess 20, in my 20s. In the 90s, we first started watching this. It was on, uh, maybe it was on Nickelodeon. I don't remember. But um, I, of course, had heard of it. I watched the uh, Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks movie from the 80s, which I loved. The reason I picked this is because I remember Blue Boy being kind of hilarious i forgot what happens to him at the end i think that dragnet tried to show policing by the book because policing was a little bit maybe out of hand at the time it's gotten better since then right sure it has uh yeah this did not age well (laughs) although i do love um harry morgan he has all the really good lines in here like uh I think uh, Blue Boy says something about, can you hear it? And Harry Morgan says, well, we can all hear it, son, or something like that. (laughs) And his freeze, of course, is really good. But uh, other than that, it's kind of a a downer. It is. I always thought that these 
when they said it's based on a true story, I always thought it was a lie, but apparently this one is not. It was based on uh, an actual guy named Paul Foster, I think, who was a cartoonist, and um, they had uh, Ken Kesey's electric acid test or whatever it was called, and the party they were referring to was an actual party with the Grateful Dead and Ken Kesey's Merry Pranksters and all that kind of acid culture from back then uh and they were right about how uh it was outlawed i mean it didn't happen as fast as it did in the show it would had been around for decades lsd i mean and it was outlawed in 1968 in america and also they really hit you over the head with the miranda rights that was something that had just happened the year before in 1966 so it's a bit problematic isn't it i'm sorry i hope you enjoyed it for what it was uh, a kind of a look back at, uh, I guess, the earnestness of of 60s TV, uh, trying to make the cops look good when uh, you watch the news and, and they didn't. So I don't know. I apologize. <laughs> uh, I'll pick a better one next time. Uh, but I do hope that uh, you found some good in it, uh, namely Harry Morgan. So mm-hmm. thanks, guys, for doing the podcast. It's a highlight uh, whenever it shows up on my feed. I love listening to it. Love listening to you guys talk to each other. And I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, bye. Thank you, Ferg. Apology not accepted. Oh. It was, you know, it, it, even though it wasn't great, it was a great experience. So, Ferg, okay. I'll watch literally anything you tell me to because of who you are. I really will. So, um, Dragnet, this is, I think, uh, the second version right at least the second version yeah i think there was a black and white one in the 50s yeah 50 something this is the 1967 version um starring jack webb and harry morgan um as the lead officers uh sergeant joe friday and uh officer bill gannon respectively um but this was also written and directed by jack webb so yeah it is a product of its time. Very dry. Like, very, very stern. Um, but it was interesting to see how they played off the, the, the drug epidemic of the, the 60s and, and the, the early 70s. Um, what did you guys... I know what my wife thought about it, so what did you guys think about it? Yeah, the, everybody else doesn't, though. I can, I can share I know, we're gonna go, we'll, 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 we're gonna wrap around. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get there. I, um, one thing that stuck out to me was, um, at one point when he was, like, talking about what they were arresting somebody for, it was leading an amoral lifestyle. <laughs> like, leading an amoral life was against the law. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I I found this absolutely fascinating. I didn't think it was. Like, it's hard to say that something like this is necessarily bad. It's such like Ferg said. It was very propaganda and like, you know, we got to make the cops look good. You know. <laughs> this yeah, is... and the propaganda is exactly the word that popped into my head too. Not only because of making the cops look good, but specifically for making the drugs look bad oh my goodness yeah mm. yeah this yep. was very this much marijuana. aimed at like <laughs> white parents wanting to like have them show this to their kids and be like see what these bad drugs do to you kids yes and now you're dead <laughs> it was 
very very much like that but um so, so just so you know what i the subject was book under section 601 in danger of leading an idle dissolute and or immoral life that was the full fascinating <laughs> fascinating um the part that i found so fascinating uh just personally watching this was how much of Law and Order's DNA came from this show? Yeah, like same. I, I'm watching this like, oh my, like this is the Go template. Down. This is this is where this came from. The, the, we didn't. You could learn. almost hear the echo of Chung Chung, right? Like <laughs> you, it didn't do anything about their personal lives. It wasn't about the detectives. They weren't trying to build their characters or their relationships. It, this was a show about a case. That was the central point of the show, was solving the case. It's like the granddaddy of all procedurals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I, it, was, it was super fascinating for me as such a Law & Order fan to watch that. And like, it, it's and similar to the way Law & Order, you look back at it, episodes of like, I don't hold the, the propaganda nature of this episode against it any more than I hold the way uh, 1991 episodes of Law & Order portray black people. That was yeah. that was the time, mm -hmm. and not like it wasn't necessarily glorified or anything. Like that's how people treated people, you know. It was, mm -hmm. or at least that's how I've come to understand it. I wasn't there, but it it felt like this is the way that <laughs> this is the way that people viewed the world at this time, like this whole propaganda uh, propaganda against the you know, the life of drugs or anything like that like that that was a scare you know like and they were yeah. convincing people that this was this was the devil like this is just like people convincing rock and roll music or video games or the devil and they're going to corrupt the youth of America and like it was a fascinating watch like it was very dry i'm not going to go back and like watch more of them or anything like that but just yeah, with Law and Order being one of my favorite shows, and seeing that this it was so clearly like where a lot of that show's DNA came from, like uh, was Law really and cool. Order in general, but also specifically Lenny Briscoe is like plucked right out oh of Friday, God. like yeah, hundred percent. Lenny Briscoe definitely calls back to Friday, and like, and to an extent, George Zunza's character as well was very Ooh. out of. He was the season no, one dog. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, George Senza. <laughs> he was in he was in exactly one season of the show and they killed him off. Um but uh that that character was also very much of this kind of style. Um but uh you know, Dragnet didn't have a young character like Chris Noth's character, mm -hmm. and they didn't get into the, the the lawyer side of things either. It was just the the, the cops. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was an absolutely what? fascinating watch and like such a such a chunk of television history that I wasn't intimately familiar with. Like, you know, you know that song, you know, the whole names have been changed and all that stuff. That was another thing of Law and Order, the whole rip from the headlines thing. That was mm -hmm. something Law and Order did. And here's Dragnet doing it first. Like it was it was so cool to just kind of see like on display that DNA. And I thought it was a fascinating pick, Ferg, so thank you. Uh, it was, it was a, you know, it was, <laughs> I appreciated Inferg's submission of his, you know, self-referential humor about, like, how policing's gotten better, right? Because <laughs> um, this, you know, in as much as it was a picture of, of the time as far as p policing and, and the drugs scene, 
it was just also like very much encapsulated society in general like it was is very much a reflection of society in general um there were it this was a white man's show well like, yeah in 19 in 1967 there there weren't many other other things than that wait like there was a woman on the force and she was there exclusively so that like you know like it seemed like a very new thing like that men like the policemen weren't allowed to touch female subjects oh, and that was her only role like, did she even show up she's just Are yeah they, she was oh. there she was in a skirt she was standing I, that was in the, the background that, in a skirt like no uniform oh. or anything just <laughs> yeah like, when did uniforms become a thing because i thought that they were a thing at that time and no one's wearing one in that show well no well these detectives. are detectives right they, they the two of them are but then they dealt with other officers uniformed officers showed up like when they busted up the oh, yeah the, right, the that's drug, right the, the drug thing at the and end, they yeah. were when they were like searching the streets they had a whole yep, bunch of that's right uniforms. i forgot um, but yeah, no why. women, no no people of color, like even like the I don't know. It's just like this exists on a in a in a solely white world, and and that's and that like and that's the thing. Like this is a representation of what nineteen sixty five to seventy was like. The you can't get away with this now, absolutely. First and foremost, because of the way the way the information is presented is so straightforward. Like it, it, it's like as if they were all sitting around just reading the script to you. Nobody's really mm-hmm. acting, and there's no there's no character in this. To it's very difficult to connect with any of the characters because of number one, the time period. Number two. Like nobody's emoting. Like there's <laughs> no yeah. emotion on the screen at all. If I if I can interject, like I watched shows like they're not the same, but I would watch something like I Love Lucy or like Bewitched or like so I know people in that time could act. Okay, I just want to put that out there <laughs> and like and uh, it's just it was a little bit tough like for me watching this because one of the other things I noticed was like it was I said to Evan I was like so these episodes consist of walk drive cutscene stand stand awkwardly close to each other stand awkwardly close to each other again talk some more talk really fast and all kind of monotone cutscene drive more the end she she said that and as she was saying that they pulled up someplace and they both got out on the (laughs) the passenger side side of the car car. (laughs) Oh my god, you just reminded me of another thing that I was thinking about the whole time watching this. Like, you can definitely see Law and Order's DNA, but you can also see Police Squad's DNA. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> shit, yeah. That is true. And I fucking love Police Squad. Like, yeah, if th- if this if this show didn't exist, we wouldn't have things like Police Squad, which is like it's it's this show turned on its ass kind of thing. Um I, I, hon, like, what did you like? I know you weren't okay. Go if ahead. I'm going to be perfectly honest, I fucking hated this show. I didn't like it at all. I was falling asleep. <laughs> I just couldn't engage. I was like, "You're boring, boring old men." I'm so sorry. Like, even your policing is dumb, and your drug addict is stupid too. Like, stop painting your face, you fucking idiot. Blue boy was awesome. I just like couldn't. I don't know. I just like I couldn't enjoy it. <laughs> And then I was like, you know what? It's fine though, because I also understand that it it is what it is. And 
I understand its importance. So like, I'm still glad that I can say that I watched that episode. I don't really know anything about Dragnet. I've never known anyone who watched the show. Um, I, like I said to Evan, like we were, I don't know if we said that during commercials. I, we were joking around a little bit, but I was like, well, that's where the music comes from. Like, I didn't realize that that, that is actually from Dragnet for real. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me, this was an opportunity. Like I've also never watched mash and people rave about how good mash is. And I know that we actually check the dates that comes out a few years later, but the point is like a lot of television that was made in that time period, even if it's good or, or has aged well, or is important to television, I've just not had a lot of interest in watching. Uh, so I'm actually really glad that I had the opportunity to see this and know what it is. Um, and just like you guys were saying, there are definitely things about this that are really interesting. Um, so I, I would not take that time back. This is not one of those shows where I'm like, oh my God, what has happened here? I like felt things about it. I felt a way about it. And to me, that was better than just watching it and being like, why does this matter? Like I understood its significance and I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. What you were saying about there not being a lot of acting in it, um, it just kind of struck me as like, um, because of the kind of show that it is, that they didn't really want it to be very acted. Like they wanted mm-hmm. to present it very dry and straightforward. Mm-hmm. The more like true to life it was, the better that was for their show and their like line of propaganda of like, no, this really is like how life is in California where they you know, all those dirty drug hippies are living and you know whatever right and um when when you but like that was that was clearly a style choice of like this is a serious matter and we have to handle it seriously and acting is is not for serious men and serious topics which is you know of course nonsense because like Shakespeare um <laughs> but, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make I'm not gonna spell out the steps for you from 1967 Dragnet to Shakespeare it's there if you want to see it okay um <laughs> but like it just strikes me as like a very male like no we need to take this seriously and we can't like you know you know this is not a time for silliness and acting. This is a time to like make our point. Uh, right, and I and I get and I understand what you're saying, and I get that. But there was there was a scene <clears throat> that nobody was on screen. It was all the aerial footage, and and mm-hmm. Friday was doing a voiceover, and that was a deep that was a deep monologue that was showing certain things. Like there was emotion. Now he wasn't yelling or screaming or anything, but like he was talking about his city and 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 California, like. There was more emotion in that voiceover work than when he was actually on screen and I could see his face emote. Like that was what was weird to me. Um mm-hmm. but it, it's it is it is what it is. If with I mean and it's so weird cuz like I've watched Dragon the movie also and that had Tom fucking Hanks in it and that shit was funny. Like I don't know how they 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 chose to make that movie from this source material but i'm okay with it because that movie is goddamn funny and it it's a it's a treasure um so yeah there's a there's a couple of seasons of this there was a couple of versions of it um 
Yeah, there's four seasons of this specific series, this uh, 67 series. A total of over 100 episodes, seems, or close to 100 episodes. Does it say anything about its popularity? I'm assuming it was popular at the time. I Hold on, let's take a look. Um, IMDb. See, well, I would have it, to imagine that it was if it lasted as long as it did. Yeah, it's and it's and it's not even it. It's unfortunately the IMDb rating is like for current times. It's not going to say what it was back in the day, but I mean it's still. <laughs> it's funny. IMDb just asked me how would I rate the LSD story. I'm just going to X out of that. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Um. It it was a it was a, there was a lot of episodes so yeah it had to be somewhat popular and it's a, it's a it's a re uh, I don't want to say a remake but the, it's a continuation of the original story so yes there was this it, this had to be somewhat popular you know what I will say for it's still better than Walker yeah <laughs> okay you know I'm so that. I had another issue while watching this okay um which is when I was a child. Um, my parents, one of the, one of the things that they would bust out at the time of the holidays is a a CD that was released July and July of 1989. Uh, Dr. Dr. Demento presents the greatest Christmas novelty CD of all time. Mm -hmm. This was like a staple of our house in the holidays. And the last track on that CD, kids ask your parents, is Christmas Dragnet. And it was like a uh, dragnet parody of these, you know, two characters like Friday and uh, his partner, whose name escapes me. And they're arresting a guy who doesn't believe in Santa Claus. Oh, Jesus. Because he's living. What kind of life was it? Immoral. Sorry. What was that lifestyle he wasn't living? I mean, that's the problem. If you don't believe in Santa Claus, you're living an amoral, whatever, whatever lifestyle. Idle, dissolute, and yeah. immoral. Yeah, immoral, amoral. Yeah. So it just is any, you know, they take this guy all around and eventually take him to the North Pole and he sees Santa and he believes in Santa. And I don't know, just this track is so ingrained in my brain. <laughs> like, I watch this and I, every time I hear like the da 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 da, the sting, they use that in this track. And so every, every time I hear it, I'm like, I'm thinking about, these jokes from my childhood so I, I was very distracted during this episode thinking about uh thinking about christmas in my childhood it's actually really sweet though <laughs> yeah um somehow we got around from you know lsd and 1967 dragnet to uh a very sweet childhood christmas memory i don't know oh well, way to make it work uh, if the, all right so i'm still on the imdb page for this episode and i i forgot i thought about this while watching it um but there was you know they have goofs and and quotes and stuff but one of the things and they're calling this a goof but like a blooper so there's like uh, continuity errors or, or whatnot but this one is listed under goofs under miscellaneous and it says lsd can be absorbed through the skin and as He's palming those sugar cubes. My brain went, that motherfucker's going to get high. Like, that's that's how that shit's transferred. Like, I wonder if they're going to go that deep. Nope, nope. He's just putting that in his pocket. Okay. The that's secret is funny. he was high the entire time. <laughs> that's, that's the secret. That's the secret. Speaking of, there was one other thing that I just thought of um, that 
I thought was kind of neat. I don't know how often you guys have seen television shows do this, so let me know if I'm wrong, but I don't remember the last time I saw a television show that was just like, in one episode, six months later, blah, 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 and continuing the same storyline with like nothing else having happened. Because they did that in this episode. They they were like, and six months later. Well, they had to... Okay, so because... Because the timeline. Yeah, it was based pseudo based in reality like on on facts of yeah. the, the the creation of the law and whatnot um but it was definitely an interesting way to to show the time passing this is also the first episode of this series so i don't know if that's like a common thing but you can see like the the law and order connection is law and order gave you the 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 legal side of the show which that would like if the show had ended midway through the second half would be that hey they created this law they that, that like that's where this theory Jack of, McCoy would come in and yeah. slap his newspaper down on the table and be like look at this we got him yeah and and <laughs> they I'm just hadn't gotten it. that fluid yet <laughs> they just put up a screen of text and say hey this is what happened and then they sh- they literally did throw a couple of books on the table and said yeah. look at this I was going <laughs> to say what were those books then that was the law being passed <laughs> yeah see so they got, there you go you got your law <laughs> oh. and some order oh honey <laughs> so well I'm not sorry it should be though alright well there it is um we all i mean ferg we appreciate it thank you so much for suggesting it it was for me and and chris it was definitely interesting to see how this past has influenced a lot of the things that we like currently i will watch indeed poof some naked gun anytime I also want to say just a general thanks to Ferg for sending in an audio submission. That was fun. Mm-hmm. If anybody listening to this show ever wants to do that, wants to throw us an audio submission on whatever we're going to be watching next, that was a lot of fun. Love hearing from you. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say Agreed. that was very intriguing. Uh, please do more. <laughs> this is like, oh, a fresh voice on our podcast. Not these other three idiots I'm always talking to. I know. Remember when I was fresh? <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Good times. I know it didn't last long. It's okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, there it is. That is our listener request episode. Um, Chris, do you have your spiel? I do. I'm ready. Look at that. There you wow. go. Take it away. Take them away, toys. This week's episode isn't filmed for a live studio audience, but it is fueled by feedback from listeners like you, and you can get in touch with us in a multitude of ways. We have an official Geekade Discord, where there's an entire This Week's Episode channel dedicated to all things TV talk. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, through official Geekade channels, or the more specific Twepcast accounts. And of course, four of us can be found in various ways. I'm available on Twitter at Geekade Chris, that's Geekade K-R-I-S. You can read my work at StoneAgeGamer.com and in the pages of Nintendo Force Magazine. Karen, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at STM Stitches on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Etsy. And she, where can people find you? You can find me at A for Not on all my socials, and including TikTok. Go <laughs> <laughs> like her TikTok. It'll Evan, get better, guys. Just you. comment me. Kate <laughs> underscore Evan. Sorry. 
<laughs> if you need to know more about the shows we discussed tonight or what we'll be watching in the future, have a look at our show notes. And if you have any other questions at all, we can always be reached at mail at geekade.com. Just include the words this week's episode in the subject line so we know who you're trying to reach. This show is, or at least should be, available anywhere fine podcasts are sold, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and more. And wherever you decide to listen, please like, comment, subscribe, and leave reviews because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Quick side note, we know there is something wrong with our feed on certain platforms. We are trying to get to the bottom of it. Uh, hopefully it won't be too long, but if you're really having trouble, you can find us on uh, geekade.com. Again, as always, keep your eyes on Geekade for more fresh original content. Back to you, Evan. All right. Um, did we decide if we're doing the homework episode or the news episode next week to catch up? Because technically, we're recording again next week. You, I, I mean, the next time we record, I should <laughs> say. Because technically, I have us TWEP news for the twenty second. Okay, so next week down. will be a TWEP news, and then the and then around the world on the eighth. Okay, so that is your homework. Uh, around the world in 80 days season one episode one it's just called episode one because it's a british show ah there you have it folks appreciate you joining us on this trip from all of us here at this week's episode <laughs> on <Well>. this trip we got him <laughs> for all of us here at this week's episode i'm evan I'm Andy. I'm Karen. <laughs> God damn it. Hey, Chris. Hey. Good night. Good night. <laughs> He's strung out on sugar cubes. <laughs> Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.